I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Should I start things off? Go yeah, go on then. Do you know I'm cancelling the podcast? I'm not doing it today. We're done. Any reasons why? I was going to say. Yeah, I thought I'd try something new. So I just want to see if it works. So I'm cancelling <laughs> the podcast. Yeah, I just want to see if it works. Is that cool? Can I do that? Do I have to, do I have to no. Oh. no. 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 No, you can't. Sorry. You're intrinsic to my formula. Like an evil genius, I kind of need you. So, uh, no. <sighs> Fine, fine, no. fine. I'll give you a break later on. You can, you might you might get a break in July, but that's oh, it. My birthday. Yay, lucky me. Yeah, you'll get... A, and I said break. <laughs> break. Just break. Yeah, cool. Yeah, break. All right, fine. All right, fine. I got it. All right, fine. We won't do it again. But next time, I'm, I'm, I'm literally just not going to talk. And then see how you do that time. Yeah. I will find you and tickle you. And then I'll record you being tickled and I'll put it out there. Apparently, there's a, a there's an audience for that kind of thing. Well, to be fair, there's enough evidence of me doing that, so it's fine. It's yeah, nothing new. Welcome to, uh, and that's why we messed up the podcast, speaking about Nadari Geekism and all else in between from a South London postcode. What, what? What's up, people? I don't even, today we're, we're both blind. Usually, Bruv might know, but today Big Man is taking the topic and I have no idea what it is. We're both blind. Mm-hmm. So uh, I hope it's not the exploits of South London and Odyssey or something like that. No, but, uh, no. <laughs> Road Man, <laughs> the musical. <laughs> hey, yo, you know what? That is? <laughs> <laughs> Give me ideas for a separate episode. No, no, no. Nothing like that. Okay. So I'm going to set you a little scene. Oh. Only a week ago, I thought we were playing and we were talking about films and gaming, etc. And I made reference to a film which I was watching on an online streaming network. The film was called Con Air. Everyone remembers that, right? Of course. Oh, yes. Of course. Yeah. yeah. And I remember saying, and I quote, You don't really get action films like that these days anymore. It got me thinking. 99% oh. 
was a definitive year for action films. We had some blasters, and to be fair, it'd be interesting to see what your memories are like for 90s action films. I mean, we mentioned Action Jackson in the past and Roadhouse and whatnot. But it got me thinking, was the early 90s the definitive year for action movies? So we're going to go back in time and discuss some classics and some we'd rather not speak about. How do you guys feel about that? Don't see why not. I mean, like, I, I would I would say the 90s was kind of like the the end of mm-hmm. of the ridiculous action film. I mean, only recently has it has it, has it come back with the thanks of fight thanks to Friday Friday thirteenth thanks to um, first Fast, <laughs> Fast and the Furious apparently <laughs> Friday thirteenth. Oh my god, thanks to um, um Fast and the Furious franchise. But um yeah, I would have to say I think the nineties were kind of like were kind of like it was like the eighties started off and then the nineties was kind of like winding down and it got a bit more serious when it hit yeah. the two thousands. I would say so. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then it baffled me because I forgot how many films that we all loved came out in the 90s. I thought, has it really been that long? But I'm going to start the ball rolling with one which I like to think everyone remembers. And, well, some people loved it. Some people absolutely hated it. I personally loved it. This is a small film not many people actually heard of. It's called Leon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, now, um, see, see. Right. Uh, uh, <laughs> okay, wow. okay, 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 okay. First and foremost, <laughs> we broke him. We broke him. No, no, oh God, we need to reload. <laughs> no, first and foremost, <laughs> Leon's a great film. It's a great film. But yeah. is it in the is it in the same ballpark as Connor? I wouldn't say it is. I would say it's like I would say it's probably more of a, more of a higher class. I'm more uh, 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 when it comes to Connor. Connor is there's a certain type of film that belongs in the, in the Connor category, if you get what I mean. And I don't think Leon is part of it. I mean, great, it's, great, it's a great action film, but mm. definitely di- a, a different kettle of fish when it comes to the, the type of action you're talking about. Or less oh, that, in genres of sorts, you're trying to say, yeah. Mm. Okay, interesting. That's right because there's like so there's like subgenre within action. Mm-hmm. So if we think about it, La Femme Nikita. Yeah. Uh, you know, La Femme Nikita goes with Leon. Yeah. Clearly, obviously, you know that was what I think La Femme Nikita was 1990. Um, but then we get the kind of high octane, high concept, right? Mm-hmm. Um. So we get the kind of, uh, you know, the kind of Don Simpson Bruckheimer, you yeah. know, what we call what 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 um, was the kind of off the back of the elevator pitch. Can you do it in this amount of time with this amount of seconds to tell what the concept is? Yeah. So like the pinnacle of that is speed, I'd say, mm. in terms of the concept delivery of, you know, bus down highway, can't go up at 50, 50 miles per hour, they're on the bus, like that kind of thing. Then mm-hmm. you get the kind of point break, which is that high time Kathy Bigelow awesomeness of and that just... Next film on my list was Point Break. <laughs> but then you get the, the, the ones that are a little bit off-key, like, which basically I call the, the, um, the disgruntled. So mm-hmm. you get, like, um, Last Boy Scout, mm-hmm. courtesy of Shane Black, my man, back in the day when he's actually on point. Uh, but then we get the introduction of Hong Kong. So you got Hard Boy, which is 1992. Yep. Yeah. I believe as well. 
Then you get the mashups, like Hard Target, which is... <laughs> so that's the... Th- it's almost like, looking back on it, mm-hmm. they're like, we're going to try everything in the 90s. Yeah. So we're going to do Sudden Death, and we're going to do The Rock, but we're also going to do Mission Impossible and Independence Day and Escape from LA. And it's like, yeah. wait, what? Because they are they are a bit all over. It's... it's oh, I mean... Nice. It's funny, right? Like, of all the titles you actually mentioned, because as you, as you said, like Cornet and you say, the brother was literally in the league of its own for action of what can you do on a flight, basically, for the majority of that film. And I laughed because while I was watching that, another film kind of went through my mind. But before I get to that other film, as you pointed out, sis, we must get a massive shout out for John Cusack from Cornet. I love. I'm biased here. You that was, know, that, 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 see, see, it's funny because when it comes to John Cusack, mm-hmm. I had not seen him for years until that film. I didn't know. Yes. He was, oh I, I didn't know he was still acting, and I was like, that was just kind of com- kind of com- comeback for me. Yeah, I mean, that, Cusack in sandals, handling business <laughs> was just essential viewing. And and John then he Mac- went on to do Gross one of our favorite films. Oh my god, favorite film! One of my favorite films of all time. Ah, mm-hmm. oh, such good memories. Uh, but I am biased in in John Cusack's favor. John Cusack can almost do no wrong in my eyes. So yeah, I'm just biased. Take that up front. I mean, Cusack was fun, but I mean, even John Malkovich. Who I'm sorry, people might say, but I'm going to say, it. I'm sure Cyrus the Virus was based on Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> Because no one was not rocking that look until Austin did it. And there are very much similarities in attitude of Cyrus and Austin in characters. Apart from the finger gesturing and giving people stunner, that pretty much was the difference. Well, to be fair, Stone Cold originally based his character off um, the, um, the, that mafia assassin, the Iceman. Yeah. So, um, oh, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, because his first persona before the whole... Give me a hell yeah! Was very like he was stone cold, ice cold. He was going these really mm. dark monologues, but um, so you know, I, so yeah, just for I just wanted to just point that out. Sorry, that was uh, Richard <laughs> Kuklinski, I believe. Yes, mm-hmm. the Iceman. Yes, the Iceman. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing: you can go from the levels of highness of um, Conair to Passenger Fifty Seven. Oh, Wesley. always been black. <laughs> oh, Wesley. I almost start like thinking about it that it's all it's a bit like it's almost like a bunch of kids got were around were allowed to play mm. and see what happened because you got yeah. the rock and I gotta say up front the rock is not one of my favorite movies, but without the rock he wouldn't get bad boys. Like it's, it's just like it's not one of my favorite. I'll watch it, but it's not. Mm. It's just it's a. I if you told me if if basically said okay we're we're coming together for a night to watch movies. You can watch Sudden Death. You can watch The Rock, or you can watch Longest Goodnight. I'm like Longest Goodnight. Longest Goodnight. <laughs> Longest Goodnight is far more enjoyable to me. Um, it just hits the points for me. And that's the thing. It's not even like these. The, the mad thing is, these actually aren't great movies. No, <laughs> they just no. give you a good. I think they just give you a good feeling. Yeah. It's a bit like, um, it's a bit like junk food. It's basically like, yeah, you you get a little bit, but then you're not gonna get. But then you have some really interesting bits, like Ronin is nineties, I believe. Yeah, yeah, that still holds and then it, up. And then it culminates in the Matrix. Like we literally ended the nineties with the Matrix. Like that was the culmination 
of the nineties. Because I, because when... like I remember in that period of the nineties, the like the the names that always stood out for me in that era were Bruckheimer, mm-hmm. Michael Bay, Bruckheimer Bay. Um, let's see, um, John Woo. Mm-hmm. He's like he's like bringing out mm-hmm. a bunch of films around that time, and I was really obviously you all know I love Jackie Chan, but I was really into his like his action films because mm. he he had a yeah. good he had a good period um from like the nineties to the early two thousands of just a bunch of action Hong Kong action films which were just awesome for me like the Police Story series that Police Stories yeah went to the eighties nineties then you had like um his Jackie Chan's First Strike Rumble in the Bronx um stuff like that really and it was just so that was my that was like that was kind of my caliber of action that I was dealing with at the time and then Shanta introduced me to Face Off which I've got to say oh, has God. not aged gracefully at all it hasn't aged it has well. not it has, has not aged mm-hmm. well at all no it still has some amazing, no, has amazing like, moments but yeah it has aged well sorry not at all I mean you know, you know I love Face Off still I watched it a few days ago and mm-hmm. no it hasn't aged particularly well and mm-hmm. I've still got my question marks about the so-called sequel or follow-up that they're doing now or Sorry, what? I'm, I'm what? sorry. Sorry, wait, 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 time out. Time what? Back up, back whoa, up. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. Okay, so I think you didn't know. So, no. so from the guy that, from the team that did Godzilla vs. Kong, they've asked them to do a new reboot or slash sequel to Face Off. Now, this wasn't originally well received because, to be fair, no one didn't want to do it. Mm. So they questioned, how can they do it? And the original idea was, oh, we're just going to reboot it, do a new twist on it. But slowly a few information begin to come out. And the first thing that's kind of came out is they want Chirota and Cage back for this. Now, okay, all right, now, okay, 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 all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Okay, for the record, <laughs> one of them is dead. Right, so exactly. <laughs> yeah, so I don't see that. Okay, so... um. And to be fair, have you seen Javata recently? I don't know if I want to see. Him. I don't, I don't no. know if I want to see him. Like, yeah. like Ken, Cage. I'm okay to see. I'm okay seeing him. I'm seeing him a lot these days because the man needs money. Bless him. Yeah. And like, he is he is very hit and miss these days. Like, he, mm. for, for every Mandy, you have a jujitsu. And oh my god, jujitsu was. Terrible. I never made jujitsu. Don't make. Don't make. Don't make jujitsu. Like, the sad thing about it, he's the best thing in it, but the film is oh. so bad. You guys, know so my, you guys know my you guys know my Nicolas Cage crypt story, right? I know. Okay, so you guys remember in 2015 I went to New Orleans with my with my band Ask Career folks. We went to Nashville, New Orleans, and Memphis for yeah, 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 cool three weeks. Yeah. Uh we also went to when we went to New Orleans, um so they went to, to cemeteries of New Orleans are pretty famous. You guys have seen them in a lot of things, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you guys know. I'm sure people who, who do listen from New Orleans are literally like, yeah, we know that. I'm sorry, but a lot of people might not know that. You, I don't know if you guys know, but in Cemetery 1, which is like one of the most well-known main cemeteries in Actually, New Orleans. you have told me this story, but doesn't he own a crypt? He owns a crypt. Um, so- he's already brought it. It's already there. Uh, you can see it. So basically, uh, yeah, so basically when the man dies, he, that's, where he's, that's where he's going. He Nicholas Cage loves New Orleans so much that he will be buried in New Orleans at a crypt. It's the shape of a pyramid. Yes. Uh, yep. And uh, they they basically said on the tour that they have to go around quite often and take uh, and remove the lipstick marks 
from the crypt. <laughs> of course this is I do. true. You of can look I it do. up. It's weird. It's a weird white pyramid that says cage on it, and I'm not even joking. <laughs> so that's um, cage in it. What Luke? Yeah. <laughs> isn't it? You mean sweet Christmas? He's there. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, just just want to share that, that little nugget. But because I'm sure people in the are like, oh, for God's sake. Well, but, yeah. This might be uh, spin the tail on it, so to speak. Well, with the uh, we. Uh, reissued or shall I say reboot version two names has uh kind of declared their interest in the role now when I heard the names I laughed and I thought you know what this could work but right, more... uh, stop teasing me just, uh, give me just give me the name just give me the name Bob's <laughs> not having it <sighs> Hugh Jackman and Ryan Reynolds fuck that actually might work that might actually work. God damn it. I, I want to cuss that, but I can't because that actually might. Oh. <sighs> can't get your head, can you? I don't want to see that now. <laughs> that could work. That could really work because because they both have. Because the best about those two, they both have range. Mm. They, have got, they have got the range. They mm. have got the range. So... Damn it. That's annoying. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it could actually work. And I thought that, hmm, yeah, it could actually work, actually. Uh, that'd be interesting. But. But. Oh, but. Yeah. That's the massive but. I mean, if it does go ahead, then, yeah, I'll be all for it just to see how it pans out. But it's early days. Who knows, right? I don't know. Because, like, John Woo, like, Face Off was the culmination, to me, was the culmination of John Woo. Coming from you know, the Hong Kong the Hong Kong um, cinema to the mainstream, this was like the full like, here we go, you you guys are gonna get it. You've heard about Hard Boiled, you heard about this. Now we get you know. I remember it took like, so it was like from Face Off before that was Broken Arrow, then it was Hard Target, it was then it was Hard Boiled. Mm. So it was like the culmination. It made and then there was Mission Impossible Two in two thousand, which <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let's just see. I I don't know. We're, I feel like there are certain directors who are of a time, and John mm. Woo is of the late eighties to nineties. A Better Tomorrow is very a Better Tomorrow one and two are of the eighties. The killer mm. of the eighties coming to the nineties. As brother said, Face Off is not aged well. Uh, I mean, like well, I, the I, frenetic I... energy of Cage is the amazing thing to watch. Travolta though. Because mm, I think I think John Wee films his his films don't age very well regardless mm. of which even mm. like even killing a hard board are a bit like okay are, here comes they're... the question here comes the question uh-huh. film the night the choice is <laughs> Bed Tomorrow Two Infernal Affairs which one do you watch that's not fair <laughs> <laughs> no, no I'm asking it yeah go on uh, film night Bed Tomorrow Infernal first Bed. one. What, what's, what, 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 wait, 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 what's the theme? What? Uh, the night, you, you can't come every night. <laughs> You're watching. Because, like, Infernal Affairs is the better film. Yes. It's the better film. Completely. But if I want to, but like, it's not a film I want to watch with a bunch of people. Because that film mm. makes you feel, that's a, that, that film's like, that's a film I share with someone. 
personally, because like that film makes you feel a, a array of emotions. Because mm. like, because like when you, when you, okay, Infernal Affairs and The Departed. The Departed Infernal Affairs every time. Yeah, Infernal Affairs. I'm emotionally invested. The Departed, good, a good film, but I'm not emotionally invested with the characters. When mm. DiCaprio gets killed, spoiler alert. I apologize. When DiCaprio gets killed, <laughs> I didn't care because it was so fast and such a shock. I I didn't know what to um um what to expect. His um Chinese counterpart, when he died, I felt it because you saw the flash flash, you saw the lights flashing before his yeah. eyes, you saw all of it. You're like, oh, he was so close, like he was so close, and it was literally stolen from him. But but if I went, but me like, it's gonna be better tomorrow because it's like it's that's, that's, a, uh, that's, that's a stupid action flick. That's like you got you got Chai on fat in America shooting shooting the shit out of some racist idiots. You got, and you know you have that's and, always fun. Yeah, and, and you have that you have that amazing gunfight in the mansion with the with, with all three men just sitting there surrounded by bodies. It's like and they were like, "Good morning, how you doing?" Like, Batman. Well, of course, of course <laughs> there are dubs. Always the dubs. That's true. I get. I take on your point. If if we're talking about movie to make you feels Infernal mm. Affairs, mm. a discussion in Infernal Affairs, talking about popcorn, yeah. and and that's the thing. That's why I, I think what you know what. Because funny, I was watching um I was watching Death Becomes Her last night. No, it's not action, but it's around mm. the same time. Mm. And uh, Fee was saying, you know, our, our mate Fee was saying that they don't really do films like this anymore. Like just a bit odd wacky weird weird strange movies like this mm. anymore and i've gone they kind of do but it's either on youtube or things like shudder or netflix and they're like they don't get the same kind of big studio things doing that mm. and it's the same with the action like you're right fast and furious kind of infuses that nuttiness about it um because it's almost to the point when things when things are funny. I've noticed that as well. Things are funny and weird. People get disdainful about it. Mm. Yeah, they're a bit like, well, why is it funny and weird? What is it? You know. And then it comes around again to the Marvel thing. Well, you know, the whole thing of it being funny or taking things seriously. It's like we used to have a set of films called Cannibal Run two, like one and two. Like this was a thing about basically people driving across country and doing dumb stuff like. Mm. Because sometimes you could do that with why do, why have we got to the point where it isn't just fun? Like weirdly, like I don't know, it's just, I've got a lot of thoughts on this kind of thing. It's like it's like I'm a serious author doing a very serious thing. And there's a kind of nihilism and just sheer anarchy in Conair that hmm. you just are like, I'm just along for it's from Nicolas Cage with the, the hair and the wind and the how do I get through without you. It's Dave Chappelle being thrown out of uh, out of the of the plane. We got to Dave Chappelle yep. every time. Um, it's the nuttiness of Broken Arrow. And also, like, I think it's a part of element of some of the people. I think the thing with those ensemble casts is some people are playing it straight and some mm. are like, I am just mucking up. I'm just having a good time. Like Steve Buscemi, I'm just having a good time. Yeah. To be Mariana fair, Mariana Mangler, and to, and to be fair, like Travolta was in was at his peak when he was. He was peak because like because like um oh. I always, I always remember because he was like he was just un like 
Like he was just untapped on body and broken arrow. I always remember he was, was the man. Yeah, yeah. I got yeah, because like I remember, like there was there was always two scenes that always stand out for, stand out for me when it, when it comes to Broken Arrow and John Travolta, because he like because there's, there's a guy who was paying him to do all this shit. He basically killed the man and goes and he kills the man and he goes, hmm, that's the first time I've killed someone. I mean, I've won people before, but you know, I've never really done it up front. <laughs> I don't know what the fuss is all about. I really don't. And I was just like, what the. <laughs> and then it's the last standoff between him and Christian Slater, and he goes, and then Christian Slater goes, "You're out of your mind." He goes, he just goes, "Yeah, ain't he cool? Ain't cool." He goes, yeah. <laughs> you know, and that's the thing. Like we grew up with Christian Slater. Christian Slater was always on where it's like Christian Slater seems calm by comparison mm. to John Travolta. And considering we're talking Christian Slater, as in taps Christian Slater. Heaven's Christian Slater, pop up the volume Cuffs. Christian Slater, Cuffs, sorry, Cuff. oh, okay. Cuffs. Yeah, Cuffs, yeah, Cuffs, sorry, yeah, yeah. sorry. My Cuff. bad, wrong film. Wrong film, oh my no, god. Another good, an- another, another, another good, another good action comedy from the 90s, to be fair, Cuffs was yeah. fucking... Cuffs, yeah. Cuffs was amazing. So this, this was like peak, this was peak Christian Slater. Christian Slater had like, his success was in the 90s, mm. even though we're, we're going to slide past Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, and those tights, right? We're really going to slide past that. I've and you know, I've never got... seen that film, so I'm not gay. Have and... Have you not? Yeah, I've got I've got Ooh. sense. I've got sense. I don't want. I don't want. Very one, true. I, why not like coming Kevin Costner? True. Two, I don't like Kevin Costner. So why am I going to watch and... a film with Kevin Costner who I don't like? <laughs> I mean, like, like think like the peak of the peak of Slater in the nineties was True Romance. And yeah. I'm just about to mention that right because I that is a film which to this day is underrated by so many people. That mm. still holds up. That still True Romance still bloody holds up. I swear down, it really. Does. I gave it a watch the other day, and I was like, True Romance still holds up. It really, it really does. Such a damn good film and underrated. Yeah, and it, you want to talk about a cast that was put together? The names of the people in that film were just unbelievable at the time. So Dennis Hopper, uh, Rosanna Arquette. James Gandolfini, James Gandolfini, Gary Oldman. Oldman. Oh, yeah. Even Brad Floyd, the stoner. That cracks me up. Yeah. So, so to have that peak, that peak Christian Slater be outdone by a manic John Travolta, that says something. Mm. Yeah. That's when that's when John Travolta stopped being like because like since then he's only been known for being doing Grease and Look Who's Talking, and that's when he started. And that's when he started. um... Saturday Night Fever. Yeah, it's like mm. fever, and that's when he started mm-hmm. being this the the nutty what the nutty crazy bad guy in most films. Like you had like what after that it was like what Broken Arrow, then Bloody Face Off, then obviously Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm. That was the like, pinnacle. Yeah, and then after that, oh god, it just. <laughs> yeah, let's I don't, I don't, I don't, to my knowledge, Look, to my knowledge, he retired. Like, that's why. That's why I remember. I remember him retiring. In like, you know that. what? The last time he was good was hair was hairspray. Do you know what? Shit, it was. <laughs> I don't think he ever looked so happy. <laughs> no, serious guys. I'm not arguing with you. It's true. Look at him. Like he, he, he was genuinely honestly fun. look into that man's eyes. Watch hairspray and then look at his pictures now. It's really sad. And you've got to remember we need... in hairspray he had a lot of prosthetics on his face and he looked happier then. He <laughs> looked so happy. <laughs> at the what the last the last the last you can't stop the beat. Yeah, he was on he was he, he was he... He... <laughs> Okay, look 
okay, we're, we're, we're definitely going to have to do musicals in the future, but John Travolta has never looked so happy, okay? Now, it's actually, like, I saw him do recently, like, um, do the, the um, a, a, a grease walk, and I was like, make him stop. This is like watching Saw. Please make him stop. <laughs> wow. Okay. What, what Dude, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put a link in the description, guys. Oh, I'm no. gonna find the video oh, of no. John Travolta doing like this, this recent, I don't know, like revamping Grease thing. It's horrifying. Hold on, is that when he's wearing the actual clothing? And yes. Like, yes. That that's the one. That's the one. Yeah. yeah. Uh. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna have to because <laughs> yeah. you don't have to. You don't have to. You don't have to. You don't have to. No, it, the people need to see it. The people don't need to see shit. We have we have almost two thousand downloads. People need to see this. Oh Another God. film which I saw not so long ago, and I thought, right, you know what? Although he's made a good amount of crud films, he actually had some decent films as well. Who? Steven Seagal. Oh Jesus. I'm talking under siege. Here. Okay, bye. I'm out of here. Like, <laughs> peace right. out. Um, so we're gonna call it quits here, guys. Um, have a good day. <laughs> um, have a good day. Yeah. Do we have no, to talk no, about no, right. Wait, do we? Yeah. What? Don't call. He'll, he'll encourage it. Oh no no no! Sorry. No no no! Please don't. Um, yeah. No. It's gone. It's fine. Look, oh, yeah. Sorry. Early cigar shit. I don't have to admit anything. Very true. You don't have to admit shit. <laughs> you tell me what I have to admit. <laughs> yeah, go on then. Say, say, say your piece. Go on. Go on. No, What's I'm now? saying, right. The, the early stages of Seagal's career when he first broke onto the scene, we were talking Nico above the law. Hard to kill. Mark death. And then... Why'd you say why'd you say Mark for Death like that for? Why'd you say like that for? Why'd you say like that for? Why'd you say like that? If you're gonna go in, you gotta yeah, go you, in. You, so if you, if you, so... you have to you have to be honest, you have to be honest there. You have to be you have to admit. Can, I, can I just point out can I just point out that in the entirety of this podcast you've never mentioned that man and now you brought him up. So you have, have to go in and have back mentioned him once once or twice. Like briefly. Was it always Big Man? I thought I thought I thought it has been he has been mentioned. I don't think I've ever mentioned him. Oh fair enough, I could be wrong. Yeah. <laughs> no, right. we'll see your... and that wouldn't be me. Right, I was, and then I, I bet someone's gonna be like, uh, Shannon, I think we found on this one. It was you. Uh, I, think, I, I got a feeling it might, it might have been me, but I don't. But I can't remember which podcast it was. Probably during Jackie no, Chan we... one. Yeah, well, yeah, it probably could. Might well, have been. We'll see. Yeah, go on, big man. If, no, defend, defend right. your boy. Yeah, Mark for Death. Yeah, you, you, you said that at all. You were saying Mark for yeah, Death. No, that's no, your favorite no, movie. No, 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 no. Have you got on still, but? Anyway, like, <laughs> with Seagal's early films, I mean, he broke into the scene. They were they weren't that bad action films. I mean, hell, they made a hell of a lot of money. There's Nico a... Above the Law was good. So you there, can't, you can't... there are only three films I will give him credit for. Okay, there are only three they films are. on the Siege One and Two because they were relatively entertaining. Okay. And... And executive, um, executive decision. You can't he, give him credit for that. I can because he got he, he died in that, so I can give him all the credit I want. Okay, man the got killed. Leading publicity I've ever seen for a film in my life. He was having his face on there like he was the star of it, and he had one scene. Even have, if that. Have you ever heard the stories about him behind the scenes in that film? No. This is where I have to come in. If what? you guys just want to see the beautiful cream, you just have to find the Steven Seagal of Ask Me Anything on Reddit. I'll find it. I'll link it. <laughs> it is the only. It is an absolute beautiful shit show. I. I. It, it's. It's. 
yeah, it's a mess. Well, it seems he's all. I mean, he's a <laughs> goddamn mess. So there we go. Okay, please explain to me, Ralph, the uh, stories about executive decisions. Well, it comes from oh, I forget I can't I forget how to pronounce his name. It's Mario Lesgazama. Les 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 okay. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he basically is like uh, they were they were they were on set, and basically it seems like how it comes comes on and says like, yeah, I, I'm in charge of do what I say kind of thing, and then Mario laughs and it's like sometimes elbows him in the in the stomach right there and then, like. <laughs> Like, do I do, do I do I do I am I joking? Do you think I'm joking? And you're like, what the fuck? I'm like, what the fuck, bitch? <laughs> would you would you like to hear? <laughs> no wait wait wait. Big words gone. These they come back to us. They come back to us. Bring back to us. Bring back to us. He elbowed him in the stomach. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I am going to read you some highlights from the Steven. Have you two actually seriously never never seen or heard of the uh, Steven Seagal Ask Me Anything? No, because we, you know how I feel about Steven Seagal. So. Okay, this took place uh, four years ago. I'm at the Steven Seagal live from Thailand. Ask Me Anything. First question. How long did it take you to realise this was a mistake? <laughs> Second question. What kind of pants were you wearing when Jean LaBelle choked you unconscious and caused you to shit your pants? Hopefully his brown ones. <laughs> the questions just kept coming. Steven Seagal lasted a sum total of 20 minutes on that AMA before he left it. I'm going to put a link in the description. Hi, Mr. Seagal. Is it true that you punched John Leguizamo during rehearsal while you were filming the movie? If so, why did you do it? A word. And on... And on and do you do your own stunts? No, I'm joking. No one gives a shit. It's literally. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, I'm going. <laughs> I personally know a stuntman who had all his front teeth kicked out by you, and he said you didn't even apologize. Why did you do that? Oh shit! Care to elaborate? Oh, you didn't. Did you kill these children? And it's oh, which is just a joke. Wait, oh, time out. He killed no, children. No, that's a joke. Sorry, oh, that's okay. a, it's a joke. Sorry, sorry, oh, sorry. Okay, so what's <laughs> It continues. What's the weirdest thing you've done to your, your Russian sex slaves? Oh, wow. Uh, um, and it's just like, he's choosing to answer. Um, and then someone said, I worked as a personal assistant for Mr. Segal for a few weeks in my early in my movie career. I absolutely guarantee he's not doing this AMA. Um, he's not even in the computer. He is notoriously difficult. I also worked on two of his movies, so I doubt you'd even get legit answer answer even if he was answering one of his questions which he is not and it's just goes it's just so what was the deal with the slave with the russian slave sex lawsuit john Cole van damme recently stated he believes he would and i quote wreck you in a battle of martial arts what is your response <laughs> and it just goes on and on and i'm just gonna leave the link in the description well, John Claude Van Damme can't say shit. He got his ass kicked by 10 from the Power Rangers, man. He can shut himself. He can shut his ass up right there. Oh, I'm sorry. As much as, 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 as much as I love John Claude Van Damme, sometimes he says some dumb things, and it's like, dude, don't, don't, don't be that man. Oh my. Okay, he... the, I've actually found the worst one. I'm gonna stop right oh, here. God. Sensei Steve, any regrets about that fucking tank? That driving that fucking tank into a guy's house and killing his dog. Oh, he killed. He, he killed a dog. Oh, fuck that man. Fuck that. Oh. <laughs> Because 
and the headline is this is actually a newspaper article a newspaper hear me my god how old am i uh, it basically says arizona sheriff is a tank and steven seagal to arrest a cockfighting suspect and they killed the guy's dog and that when he's underneath that lawman flex yeah yeah oh. they killed his puppy it was a puppy Where's John Wick when you need him? Man? In it for real. I'm gonna say, is this? Oh my God, is this, is this how John Wick really came into, into existence? It all started. It all started. It all started on a tank, and this is where he got John Wick. Which is the one of the weirdest thing. I mean, in these years, I'm saying some weird stuff, but it all began with Steven Seagal on a tank. Is uh, yeah, <laughs> I will leave the link in the link in our description about the uh, Steven Seagal now, AMA. Everything. Sorry. I cannot get the image of him hitting John Leguizamo in the stomach. <laughs> that is still getting in my head right now. John Leguizamo is a legend and didn't deserve that at he all. Didn't deserve it at all. He popped. Pop- imagine him doing no. it as well. The man, the man, the man popped oh his being Super Mario, man. He deserves respect. Oh, the man is so stiff, though. Like, Steven Seagal is disrespected. So in in martial arts circle, it's just like no. So when shit. when the man claims to be responsible for one of the greatest mixed martial artists of all time, yeah, you can you can kiss my black ass, man. Sorry, like, cause, excuse like, me, because he said because like um, there was there's a fight, there's a mixed martial artist called um, um, Anderson Silva, Anderson the Spider yeah. Silva. He was like he's basically he, yeah. he's classed as one of the like, the one one of the pound for pound greatest fighters of all time. Like he went on a ridiculous undefeated, I won't say undefeated, but he went for a ridiculous. Um, champion reign for a long time in the UFC and as time went on you started noticing that Steam Seagal was in his corner and you're like why the fuck is Steam Seagal in this corner mm-hmm. and then like when when like when he would win his fight Steam Seagal would be talking to people saying yeah um yeah we, we, we um, the kick that you knocked that person out yeah we, we, we've been we've been working on that kick am I right um, we um, we yeah and, I, and I'm like first, well, first and foremost like, um, Stephen um you do a keto. When do you? How do you deal with kicks? When do you teach people kicks in the keto? You don't know. No, oh my god. No, 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 no. You're lying. You're a liar. Like these guys in the toes that say, "Yeah, we worked on this, that, that." And I'm like, what? 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 No, no. I mean, one thing I will say, he is he, he is legit a keto god, but was <laughs> was okay was was <laughs> until until he put his hands on Kayla and Brock then he's trash mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> how dare how mm-hmm. dare you Kelly LeBrock you yeah. know what I can't even I can't even continue this bit I can't bun him Burn him and big man. If you have steel books of them, burn him. No, burn I don't them. have. Amazingly, I don't own anything Segal based. Yeah. Don't worry. You got you got exit wounds. Don't lie. You know you got. Exit <gasps> wounds. No, no, remember I gave Clint. So Clint's got exit wounds. Is exit wounds in your house, sis? I have not seen that. Don't even try that on me. Excuse me. <laughs> Seriously, Excuse I, remember, I, gave, I gave Clint a Segal box set somewhere. So exit wounds probably lurking in your house somewhere. Now what? Can we not do that? I'm going to have a look right now. Oh. <laughs> Wait, is she actually gone? I can't see it. <laughs> okay, she has. I can't see it. I, you had me get up. I had, I had a look. I can't see it. 
bad things I can picture you literally getting up doing the Terminator look. Of course I had to get up a chair. You can't have that 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 kind of defamation in my household like that. Jesus. <laughs> but you know, oh. I didn't know that I'd been missing to the man's madness. I'm only talking about his movies. I didn't know he's was carrying on recklessly with intent like that when the camera was off. Damn. Oh, actually, you know what? Saying that, can we give a little shout to DMX and hope he recovers? Oh, hell yeah. Mm, definitely, definitely. Yeah. I love me some DMX. Good oh. Even, But despite that, x is not in this house. How dare you? <laughs> you might want to check oh, gosh. the right-hand side somewhere. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Anywho. Okay, wait, guys. Guys, Exit Wounds or Romeo Must Die? Romeo Must Die. Romeo must die every single uh, no Romeo must die every single time every single day fuck Exit Wounds man and Exit Wounds got Exit Wounds had like a few things going for it it had like it's got, it's got my boy Michael Jarl White in it so I want to support him but he mm, no no no, no, no. Exit, wound, Exit Wounds can can suck a, suck a bag of dicks Romeo must die big shout out rest in peace Aaliyah there you go. Nope, nah. Love to Aaliyah every time, man. Yeah, man. Bond, yeah, bond. <laughs> what, 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 no, what? Make it easy, sis. We make it too easy. It a bit hard <laughs> that. Hey, look, so far we have won some inspired debate. I mean, you know. Yeah, exactly. Was... That didn't inspire the debate. That inspired bullshit. That's what inspired. <laughs> but no, as you mentioned Van Damme, we've got to give a shout out to Universal Soldier in the early 90s as well. Oh. oh. Universal Dolph Lundgren as well. Oh, the film oh. that kicked off so many sequels, and I think I stopped after the Goldberg one. And yeah, wait, so what? Oh yeah, that's what. That's, that's what, again. That has Michael Jai White in that one too. Yeah, <laughs> I, I need to now see how that was called. Yeah, there? There's like eight because there was like. A, to be fair. Legit movies. Eight? Oh come on! Because it's like because there was like there was like a time there was like a series where they were playing the other characters, but they weren't didn't have Jean Claude Van Damme or anything like that. But if you want to go like legit sequels, mm. um, maybe five altogether. I remember. I'm well, I also the original. I remember watching the Return. Yeah, Return was basically supposed to be doing the spear and completely missing, but that's just Goldberg anyway. I also remembered. One where Scott Atkins was in it. That sounds about right. Scott Atkins. But that was very trippy because it felt like there were ghosts or something like that. It was just a weird film. I couldn't understand what was going on, and then apparently they came back again. I was like, "Well, because there's oh, hello." I found I interrupted big man. Big man. That's right. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Okay, sorry. Um, because like um. Because all in all, I have seen three of these films. So mm. obviously the original one, which was awesome. Yeah, it's all it's all, it's all about Dolph Lundgren's ear ear, ear chain. Um, of course it is. <laughs> then there was the Return, which is basically um, Return, which had Michael Jawa and Goldberg. But mm. then they decided to say, yeah, that didn't happen. Let's take more of that. They did another one where basically John Cole Van Damme's character was in, in rehab, basically trying to make him integrate him back into the in, into the world, but it wasn't going very well. And then they brought back Dolph Lundgren, mm. um, and it went downhill really fast. So they, I, I, I remember them making him, making him, even though they were trying to integrate him back into society, they decided to make him back, turn him back into a universal soldier, so they could take down Dolph Lundgren and this new, this new universal soldier, which was a, 
mixed martial arts known by um, known as Andre Ovlowski. And then there was this mixed martial artist who was supposed to be this new hybrid of um, universal soldier called Andre Ovlowski. He was like a UFC heavyweight champion once upon a time ago. He was a a big deal at the time, but no one cares now. Um, And then there was another one which made Jean-Claude Van Damme the bad guy this time. And I didn't watch that one because I was done from that from the from the lot from the third one, mm. and that's the story of of Universal Soldier: The Rise and Fall, and the continue <laughs> and the continuing fall and further fall of Jean Claude Van Damme and his choices. Now let's just life. hope that doesn't get reworked here. Yeah, oh, it will. It's, <laughs> probably, it's probably being reworked right now as we speak. What are we talking about? Well, speaking of another side note, and just a quickly flashback to Segal. Oh, God, I'm you know, just got no, away from no, him. Oh, God. Jesus. No. Steve Seagal no, fan club or something. Oh, no, my God. No, I only discovered this the other day, and I couldn't stop laughing when I heard the idea of it. Predator 2, originally, he was supposed to play Danny Glover's role. What? Yeah. Sorry, sorry, um, sorry. did you just say that Steven Seagal's meant to play Danny Glover's role in Predator 2? Yeah, but he wanted some far-out vision for the film this yeah, he, he, yeah basically the predator wouldn't be able to touch him that's probably what's the problem <laughs> that's probably, that's, that's probably the thing is like yeah 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 if we're going to do this yeah, he can't touch me he can't touch me I can I be honest ass. this is as confusing as why like, there are eight leprechaun films like this is just confusing to me <laughs> yeah. like uh, yeah please. I'm, one of, the, I'm one of those eight films was a WWE film don't even oh, yeah the <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, you know what? I've only seen Leprechaun 1 and I'm glad that's all I saw. Well, you've got, yes. you've got seven more to go, big man. So you've got, 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 got to go and watch the movie. Leprechaun in Space, Leprechaun in the Hood, the WWE version of Leprechaun with, um, with um, Hornswoggle as Leprechaun. Um... Oh, so the budget didn't really go that far then? <laughs> what budget? Okay, what budget have you ever seen what WWE budget? films? Hey, man, look, Cena Weaver had a, a semi decent budget. Okay, this is not going to send into WWE um, horror movies and be, such. But to be fair, we're back to nineties action. But to be fair, Seen Evil was a decent film. I don't care what anyone says, all right? So yeah, <laughs> exactly. But no, Predator Two. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen, another mid nineties action film that wasn't that bad. Actually, yeah, a, 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 a lot of people give it hate because obviously uh, because it wasn't Arnold Schwarzenegger. It was Danny Glover, and he wasn't really known for. Well, you know, he had been doing the lethal weapon films. He wasn't really known for the, being the action star. Mm. Remember, the, the door swings both ways. Oh, I love it. Another film that was highly ranked in the nineties, although it's not really an action per se, but it's one of your favourites, is uh, Twister. I do enjoy Twist. I've got to say, I I enjoy the works. I enjoy the works of Paxton, man. Yeah, that was that was that was that was during the whole disaster era. I was like, yeah. I've got to say, I've got to say, there's something. You know what it is? I know why it is. We grew up, because when we grew up on the sun, on Sunday afternoons, is to put on all those things like Poseidon Adventure, Tower Inferno, Airport, not plane, and all those other kind of disaster <laughs> movies. Yeah, that came later. So you, you kind of grew up with that kind of thing of watching that constantly. Do you know what I mean? The amount of times I would just be watching those things. So you, you get it in kind of. You just get to enjoy it. So when you had like Twister, The After Tomorrow, and of course, me and Brother's ultimate favourites, Volcano and Dante's Peak. Um, Volcano! Oh my God, we love it so much. Volcano every so single day. Oh. Where else can you see? Where else oh, can you see? Can you I see? can watch them. No, go on. I could watch them back to back forever. 
See, Volcano, the only time you'll see um, Tommy Lee Jones be a falling building in the race. All right, that's what I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. Shout out to Don Cheadle in an in a early role. <laughs> oh, bless him. He was, a, he, was the man, he was the man in the chair. He was the man in the chair. I love he was like, left. You don't sleep on your desk. <laughs> I haven't left. Honestly, um, got to say, yeah. That was a weird film. And Hesh, Tommy Lee Jones, uh, you know, having all unified in the face of Goddamn Volcano. Oh, God. And then Dante's Peak, which is the kind, which is the other version with Linda Hamilton and Pierce Brosnan. See, I'm trying to think of Dante's Peak, because I've never seen that film fully. I've I've only seen the same part over and over again. And you know what part that is? When the grand died. Exactly. Every single bloody time. Every time I I on TV and Dante Peak, it was that scene of the grandma getting into the into the boiling water, putting the boat. I'm like, yeah, it's actually worse than you think, right? The thing with Dante's Peak, right, is Dante's Peak. The whole thing with that is that it's like you know, small town USA that's going to turn it around. And Pierce Brosnan is the is the kind of. It's actually a. Sorry, just to explain it. Because brother, we, we said before in the podcast as well that there was a kind of trend in the eighties where you didn't listen to people in authority. Mm. The nineties tends to try and pull that back, and mm. Pierce Brosnan's character is basically saying, "You guys need to understand that one, nature will do its thing, and two, listen." And they obviously don't listen. Uh, so you have all these effects, and because I believe like Dante's Peak, because remember it was a kind of time when they had like similar things going against each other so they had like deep impact versus armageddon mm. in the cinema so this is the same thing dante speak in a way is actually more gruesome it's the it's a film where about half an hour in you see two burning dead bodies mm. like in water because they get boiled to death you're like okay so it has the effects and it just knows when to use them so i do actually enjoy it a bit more the thing with that scene is actually what's happened it's not that the water's boiling but it's the the water has turned to acid oh yeah that's it and the boat, which is metal, is being eaten by the acid. So because they are at a short point and they can't make it, the grandmother gets into the acid lake and basically directs this boat into the water, um, into sorry, into the shore to allow her grandchildren and her ex-daughter-in-law and her new boyfriend to survive. And it is traumatising. Mm. It is horrific. It's also a dog. The dog makes it just to just to uh, let y'all know. But I, I, yeah, it's it's a bit more horrific than volcano. Volcano, you get the the only the only equivalent is the guy who on the um, train on the train in the train. Yeah, yeah. He the guy in the ba- train who walks out. Yeah, he basically he's like trying to get the train driver. Yeah, and obviously while he's walking, the thing is getting hotter and hotter and hotter, and his trains are melting, and he jumps. Oh, he jumps. He tries to jump it. I, and he, to make he it, saves he, the guy. He saves the guy. He, he gets yeah. in lava and throws the guy in there, but he, he, yeah, he don't, he don't make it. He's consumed <laughs> by lava. So, yeah. So I, th- I think it's just it's just an extension of those, of like Tower and Inferno, coming to a head with Delta Tomorrow, I believe, which is just plain interesting effects, but it's like, oh, come on. <laughs> mm. Oh, come on. Go on. Go ahead. No, 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 no. No, I was just saying, another film which I saw recently, which I forgot was a, <clears throat> a mid-90s title. Does anyone remember the Robert Rodriguez Desperado? Of course. Of course. Of course. Of course. Robert Rodriguez was on point. 
in that period as well. Mm. Because that also yeah. accommodated in the faculty, which are my favourite movies as well. Oh, I haven't seen that in years. I love the faculty. The faculty hasn't aged gracefully either, to be fair. Still love it. Still love it, but hasn't aged gracefully either. Bless it. Is it effects wise or story wise? Both. Oh. <laughs> hey, as long as it isn't a mummy too. Stop this and why you keep leave mummy two alone, man. <laughs> Fuck off. If it wasn't for the, if, if it wasn't for the mummy two, you wouldn't have you wouldn't have as amazing action films as you would as you do tonight to do now. I'm saying it now. It's okay, bro. No, it's not okay. No, I mean, haven't time you disrespecting you quote it more than I bloody well do. You love that film. You're trying to bring it. I do actually love that film apart from the last half an hour. Forty so? minutes. That's not even last. It's not even the last half an hour. Even it's, like the though, la- it's the last ten minutes. Don't try and don't try and. No, uh, you know why as well? Because when Imhotep realised that his woman is trifling, and I'm like, and that and that kind of like, sorry, bro. It's like, dude, she's a bitch. Like that whole bit where he's like, so I'll just die then, yeah. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm like, I'm like, but but we struggle, Imhotep. Look, at- she's trifling. You should have chose better, man. She didn't deserve the roles. Mm-hmm. She went off and left you. Mm-hmm. And the man just kills himself. You're like, wow. Yeah, what's the point? And then there's, what's the point? Because <laughs> like, the, the, the man in, like endured the, 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 the harshest curse you could get in any kind of situation. And <laughs> he went to hell twice for this woman. And yeah, it's how he gets treated. So yeah, I'll, I'll blame him. Horrible. Oh my, oh, oh, God damn it. I've got to say, hey. I've got to say the mummy films, the mummy films, the mummy films were nice, weren't they? Yeah. yeah, yeah, they were. I thoroughly enjoyed them. Mm. Stephen Summers. Stephen Summers. Oh, Dead Rising as well. Dead, Dead Rising. Deep Rising. Oh deep, rising. deep Rising. Deep Rising. Yeah, Deep Rising. Money, deep money, rising. money, 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 money. Hey, <laughs> you know what? You know what we're, we're, we're forgetting to give homage to? What's that? Nine ninety eight. Blade, man. Whoa, you know what? Blade. Blade. No. Blade. Wesley. Wesley. Stephen Dorff, man. <laughs> I have to give props to Frost. 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 Kill him. <laughs> Oh, uh, have to give have to give props to Blade every time. Honestly, remember, I always remember that was the first R-rated Marvel film. Remember that, never forget. It. That first, was before Deadpool. There was Blade. There's Blade. And there was also and Man Thing. It's, it's... <laughs> cool. Why do? You... Is this the second time you brought a Man Thing? Yeah, because well, it's an R-rated, it's an R-rated Marvel film. You know, I've, got, I've got to be honest. <sighs> and then, well, funny enough, also there's one actor who. By the sounds of it, had one head of a period between 1990, 1991, and 1994. Oh, that was some good films. Those were good. Those were good, Arnie. Oh, Arnie does no wrong in my arms. Oh, wait, and to- <laughs> when was Total Recall as well? 1990. <gasps> That love, the love for Arnie will never be lost, and the fact that he's, Same. the fact that like even outside of everything he's done, he's still supporting the people, and just giving giving out giving out positivity and happiness towards it. Ah, now man, the real action hero right there, not the last action hero, the real action hero. You okay, bro? I love Arnie's <laughs> <You> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
I love you too. Crying shame, right? True Lies, for some reason, is the one movie everyone wants to own, but they can't due to, uh, well, who owns the film is the big question mark. It hasn't ever been given a uh, home release. What? For I've got, I, had on, I had it on DVD once upon a time ago. Yeah, probably. You know, if you had that, you'd probably be sitting on a gold mine right now. Fuck. But that is the third <laughs> episode. <laughs> Check your collection, bruv! One second, yeah. be right back. One second. <laughs> yeah, because everyone has been going mad. They wanted this for years. Even now, people were still contacting James Cameron and saying, look, we know you're doing your bits. It's coming out cool next year. Some collections edition. What about True Lies? And he's replied, said, honestly, he doesn't know. Wow. Brother's actually checking right now. He's, actually gone. <laughs> this is like, he's gone, literally gone back. Guy? See, he's still checking. He's got to check if he's got it. I'm sure he... I'm sure he... You know, I had it on videotape. Yeah. I know I had it on videotape. That's just... I know right there. you can get it from Germany, but that's going to cost you an arm and a leg to go over. Especially now. Yeah. Nah. Oh, Arnie, yeah. Arnie's agenda just keeps on giving. Yep. And I, I'm, I can't... What? I think that's a... He hasn't got it. <laughs> I, remember, no. I remember having it on DVD. No, it's just like I had it on, I had it on video. See, we had it on video. I had it on video too. Yeah. That's for me. If you Google it, you'll probably find it in Germany or somewhere, but UK, US, Spain, not a chance. Damn. Not Bloody a hell. Ch- Damn yeah, shame. It, it's become a grail. Let me put it that way. Even to the point I was annoyed because I was watching it on film four. And I thought, hey, if I could record this to a DVD recorder and then transfer it to. No, that's long. That's <laughs> 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 nah. <laughs> No, and be that was some crappy quality as well, to be honest. It would be that God, that's oh god, my eyes. Gee, that's the thing. Like, I mean, Arnie did make missteps, but the the good steps were so good, it kind of outdoes the missteps. Mm. Does it make sense? Mm, it sense? Especially that 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 key period, Total Recall, and what and Terminator Two. Back oh my, back, oh, yeah. that is oh, I saw that in a cinema. I saw it in Stratum Odeon. Oh my. My my eyes could not get wide enough for what I was seeing. When the T one thousand first like came out, and then you're like thinking, "Oh no, how is he gonna go to T eight hundred? Honestly, that was. Uh, mm, 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 mm. I can still watch that now and get the feels. Absolutely well, adore that. No, I, I was lucky enough to actually see it when it was re released before the pandemic mm. uh, kicked in in the cinema, and what made me laugh. For a film like that, there it was sold out, and it was completely redone in like in 4K screening. The screening was sold Ooh. out. People were applauding when the film was over, giving it a standing ovation. And must have beautiful. It mm. looked. It was. It still is. I mean, hell, I recently bought it on 4K, and after I read the review, I went, you know, I'm not even going to watch it because it got slated because they've enhanced the picture and they said it looked so plastic. I said, you know what? Keep it to big screen. Still a mm. film. Hell of a film. Yeah. But yeah, that was the biggest movie of the 90s that makes so much millions. Well, he did. And it revolutionized special effects to this day. Oh, yeah. completely. It's yeah. so funny. We had we had like these two peaks of things that revolutionized special effects in the 90s. Mm. So basically, it was like, you know, Terminator 2 mm. and then The Matrix. Yeah. That completely changed the game for how effects were done, executed, bullet time. And they, you actually, know, and, and the, they actually brought like hot, like Hong Kong cinema to the to the to the forefront, really. Completely, oh, you know. Oh, so. oh, and so. that's the thing for 
for those people who don't, you know, I know there's a lot, we've really gone on a big rant and we've like spat out some titles. Hong Kong cinema, you know, is absolutely a, 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 not enough people know about the brilliance of Hong Kong cinema. Like, Pete, like I said, Better Tomorrow, one and two, God of Gamblers. The killer, Infernal Affairs, one and two. it's actually more than I think. It's like they're four, four. Infernal, Infernal, Infernal Affairs movies. Check them out. It's actually one. Infernal Affairs is the reason I'm kind of have an issue with Martin three. Scorsese. Actually, that's a lie. Sorry, three of them. Um, I would check out. You know, I would for those people who've not seen Infernal Affairs, watch Infernal Affairs, and then watch The Departed. Um, to me, Infernal Affairs works better because of the context of where it's at, what it's in. But I think there's a lot of things that a lot of legacy and ground that was laid in Hong Kong cinema that you can see that we're still seeing to this day. So, uh, yeah, big props to the 90s, man. My that. God. Well, on that note, I guess we should call it quits, yeah? Indeed. Yes, it is. So, once again, I want to say absolute thank you to everybody. And I also want to give a huge shout-out shout out to uh, Nicola Yao, who uh, can be found on Instagram, because uh, her artwork is, you know, basically the cover of all of our stuff, and she's absolutely amazing. So I just want to give her a huge shout-out. And if you want to check her out, she's on Instagram. And shout-out to everybody who gets in contact with us on Instagram and interacts with us there. You can find us... Uh, and messed up pod on Instagram. You can email us at the Avengers at gmail.com. Uh, I, th- I believe our Twitter is and messed Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, Big man, what's your socials? Okay, thank you. I can be found on Instagram at Mr. Underscore Roberts underscore V1 and on Twitter at War3782. And Mr. Instant Classic Brub, what's yours? You can find me on YouTube under Instant Classic Gaming. You can also find me on Instagram and TikTok under Instant Classic underscore gaming. And the same goes to Twitch as well, where I stream regularly. Cool. Thanks for listening, guys. And uh, we will speak to you soon. Stay safe. Stay safe. Later. See ya. And that's why we're messed up. Produced by the Centuries Avengers, edited by Instant Classic Gaming, and music produced by Box Room Music. Rest in peace, DMX. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.